the Lord of all things, overall, even this moment today, he's the Lord of this. He's planned and guided to this moment, and he will guide beyond. We sing this out to him. Nations bow. And nations bow, and mountains shake at the sound of just one name. And overall, Jesus Jesus reigns, I know, I know. Sing it again. And nations bow and mountains shake at the sound of just one name. Overall, Jesus reigns. I know, we crown him king of glory. You can be seated for now. Thanks. Well, good morning, Freshwater. Good morning. Wow, that's good. I'm tripping up here. Hey, well, good morning, everybody. My name is Len Mar. I'm one of the pastors here on staff. And whenever I have an opportunity to meet with the teens in a large group like this, or um, even a smaller group because of everything that's been going on, I, I challenge them and I challenge myself as well. And, and, and the challenge is, is to say, hey, when we're together like this, take advantage, like appreciate and take advantage of this, but don't take it for granted. 
So what I want to do this morning, just pause for a second and look around you. Look at the people that are around you. Just kind of take in and open your eyes and your ears to God's creation. Just this cool breeze this morning. It feels so clean after the rain we've been having. And hopefully if you came in today, you, you, you came in with some joy or some anticipation or some excitement because we get an opportunity to meet together and focus in on the God of the universe. So this morning, take advantage, but don't take for granted. There's a couple of things that I want to remind you guys of uh, in the life of the church. The first one is Alpha Online. Alpha Online begins September the 15th. You guys have heard some cool stories about how God's been using the ministry of Alpha. So it's a talk and a discussion surrounding um, Christian beliefs and for people that don't know Jesus or just have questions about faith in general. So if that's you, um, it's a wonderful opportunity. You can get signed up at the tent after this, or you can get signed up online, or maybe you know somebody that would benefit from that. That is a great, safe environment for you to explore some of the questions that you have. The other thing, too, is there's still spots available for the Women's Fall Study by Christine, Christine Kane. And, and guys, I've had an opportunity, guys, guys, girls, women, everybody, people, I've had an opportunity to listen to her speak a couple of times. And this woman is a great communicator. She is passionate beyond belief, and she loves Jesus. Like, just listening to her, you just kind of feel better about yourself. As funny as that sounds, you just kind of like the world is better when you get to hear that. So get signed up. There's things online as far as different opportunities. You can check those out from um, being in person or also uh, just being online as well. So get yourself signed up for that on uh, our website. The last thing is, is our Gen Now family ministry team is hosting the Cram the Camper Back to School event, and we're going to be partnering with the garage ministry. So we are going to have a pink camper. It's actually Lori Beal's camper that's going to be in the parking lot on Wednesday. That's this Wednesday from 630 to 8 o'clock. And what we're hoping to do is just cram that camper full of food and drinks for the teens that actually visit the garage on a weekly basis. Um, so you basically come in and not only do we have that, but we're going to have a back to school survival bag for um, all the students. And that includes middle school and high school. I've heard too that there are might be something for the parents as well. And then uh, we're going to raffle off a couple of prizes also. So here's the deal. Just know this is a drive-through event. It'll only take you about 10 minutes to get through it. We take care of everything, all right? So you just kind of go around and we'll do that. Um, but you got to get registered. You got to sign up on mo before Monday evening so we know that you're coming, all right? So that's Monday evening. Get yourself registered and hopefully we'll see you out there on Wednesday. Um, the other thing, too, is I want to just take an opportunity to spend some time praying. You guys, if you've been following along with some of the communications from the church, Ken Kutzel, who is a, one of our own, his family attends the church here in, in uh, Niger, Africa. And there's been flooding, just rain, just days of rain after rain after rain. I want to read a couple of things to you. It says, due to a terrible rainy season, the entire campus, he's a teacher, by the way, at an academy. Due to the terrible rainy season, the entire campus, including all classrooms, are severely flooded. Ken has been helping to move items to higher places, and he said he just left before the water got too high. Um, I read this online just last night. According to the AP on Friday, the flooding from heavy rains in Niger has killed at least 45 people this week and forced more than 226,000 from their home, officials in West African nations said Friday. Uh, the cause of the Niger River to overflow essentially shutting down the capital. 
Dozens of mud homes have collapsed along the river. Rice fields are submerged, and, and hundreds of granaries are damaged, the government said. Ken told his family that 72 SIM, or Sudan Interior Mission families, have been displaced. Ken is under the authority of SIM. Ken's place is dry since it's on higher ground, but there's a lot of destruction and loss, and after the waters retreat, a major cleanup effort uh, will still be needed. So we're going to spend some time praying for Ken, and we're also going to pray for our schools, our students, and our teachers. We have so many students here and teachers as well, and we want to pray for you guys and take an opportunity just to ask God to bless you as you start that new year. I know some of you have already started, and some of you will get right in with students this week, so let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you so much for this opportunity. And another beautiful morning that you've given us on a Sunday. But as we appreciate this and we focus in on this, God, we know that there are people that um, have just been devastated recently. Not only in Niger, but we think about all of those affected by Hurricane Laura and seeing those images and just the destruction and the loss and the hurt so, God, we lift them up to you, and we pray specifically now for Ken and for the team that's over there, God. We pray against these rains. We, we pray that the rains would stop. These next 10 days, it looks like, God, that there's this chance of rain. We just pray that you would take those chances away and that the water would be able to recede. We pray that you'd be with, with Ken and, and the team, God, that you would fill them with that living hope so that when they're in the process of cleaning up their own stuff, God, that you would give them what they need to come alongside of others that are doing the same thing. And that when people see them and the way that they are moving and the way that they are serving, they would be drawn to you. And we pray for the loss also, that you would just be in the midst of that. And dear Heavenly Father, we pray for the schools right now as well. God, we just pray that, uh, um, that you would be with each student, that you'd be with each teacher. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you would be um, uh, with each administrator that's making these, these crucial decisions, God. We pray against the spread of the coronavirus in these schools so the kids can stay present and together in a community. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray physically for uh, the teachers and the students, God, that you would just bless them with good health. Dear Heavenly Father, we pray for them emotionally that you would bless them with the patience to walk through this time that's so different. And dear Heavenly Father, we pray that you would just bless them mentally, that the teachers would be able to teach um, uh, just, again, during this new time, and that the, that, that the students would be able to receive the instruction as well, as things are so different around them. And dear Heavenly Father, I pray that uh, spiritually you would just fill each and other, every student and teacher that knows you. And that, dear Heavenly Father, as just like with Ken and his team, that as others in the school that, that need your hope, that, that need that connection, that, that, that need to know that there's a God who knows and cares and loves them, that they would be able to see it all over these students and teachers. And that, dear Heavenly Father, your kingdom would continue to move forth and you'd be glorified in the midst of it. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Lynn. Let's stand together. So the last five years of my life have been uh, one of the, uh, probably the hardest stretch, uh, and someday I'll probably share a little bit more of that. Um, but um, was sitting in Pastor Scott's office a couple of weeks ago and realizing that um, in the middle of that, I had lost uh, 
some pieces of trust towards God that he was good and that he was able and, and faithful. And um, in the middle of that time, realizing that God, even when I am faithless, even when my trust is lacking, he is faithful. Amen? Even when we are faithless, he is faithful. Amen? Even when our, our heart is broken and our trust is broken, he is faithful and waiting and true and kind and good. So we're going to sing this old hymn together. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not as thou hast been thou forever will be sing this out great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness morning by morning new I see all I have needed thy hands has provided great is thy faithfulness Lord unto me pardon for sin
not shaken. Our hope is not broken. Our faith is not gone. We have a God who is over all, in all, through all. Let's sing one more time. He's never going to let us down. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. I believe that. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. My heart is sold on that. You're never going to let, you're never going to let me down. You're never going to let, you're never going to let us down. Let's give him praise. Let's give him praise and trust and faith this morning. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Hey, this is an awesome morning, isn't it? Like, this is, this is great. Oh. Hey, I'd like to welcome you here. I'm Scott. I'm also on staff. And uh, if you're visiting with us, um, man, this is just what we do outside. There's, we nail stuff to trees and, and do things. So there's a, a text, a number you could text if you're new and you want to connect with us and uh, get hooked up to some of the ways uh, you can be in, involved in the, in the family here. We're really glad you're here. If you're online and you're watching, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe they'll put the number on the thing. We can't turn the camera to the tree, but it's there. Trust me. Um, so I want to invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 3. We're in a series, and it's about prayer. And with all that's going on it, over these last several months, I've just sensed God saying, hey, just Let's just spend some time as a church talking about some of the prayers that Paul prayed and the ones that really God put on his heart to pray for the church. And so over the next four weeks, we're just going to be looking at prayers that God has sanctioned and said, pray this. If you don't know what to pray, pray this. And they're really good ones. And uh, we have this guarantee. He's going to answer the prayer. So uh, I'm going to read, actually, uh, I memorized this one. It was in the New International Version. Uh, you may have a different Bible version uh, than this, but I, I want to read this out loud as we just begin this time. It says this, I pray that out of his glorious riches, Paul's writing this, and he says that, that Christ may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Let's just pray here real quick. Lord, you've put this uh, in your word. You've put this uh, as something for us to, to pray, to ask you for, and, and you say that this can be our life. So in these few moments, Lord, would you do it? Would you lead us? Would there just be something about this time and this moment that you speak to each person here and you say, that's for you? Holy Spirit, we just, we ask your favor, your blessing on this. Amen. So this prayer starts with this sentence that says, I pray out of the, his glorious riches that he may strengthen you. And the glorious riches, to understand the glorious riches, you have to understand what glory is and how God is glorious. And, and how do you understand that? Well, the glory of God is pretty much summed up by all the attributes that he has and, and 
basically, as you start to explain each one and understand each one, the glory and explore it and go to its end, but you can't go to its end because each attribute, everything about God is both infinite and eternal. Infinite meaning you can't ever run out. Eternal because it never runs out of time. So God's love, infinite, eternal. God's patience, infinite, eternal. God's power, infinite eternal. Like it won't run out. It won't ever end. It's never had a beginning and it won't have an end. Like everything about God. And, and what starts to happen in the Bible is that you start to run out of superlatives and you just go to light. It just becomes brilliant light. That's the glory of God. One of our favorite TV shows, I don't know kids if you ever watched this show. Do you ever watch um, Shark Tank? We love watching Shark Tank. It's like one of the only shows on TV you don't have to switch the channel because something's bad, right? Except when Mr. Wonderful talks sometimes. But um, Shark Tank is premised on uh, these billionaires that come in and these entrepreneurs who are starting their business come in to the Shark Tank and say, hey, I've got this business. Would you invest in it? And I'll give you so much uh, of a stock or, you know, you know, a part of our company, percentage of our company if you help us invest. So they come in, and these sharks, you know, these billionaires called the sharks, invest 100000 maybe 500000 but they're billionaires. It's chump change, right? It's like stupid money to them. I mean, if they're a billion dollars, if they're worth, most of them are worth more than a billion dollars, but if you take 1% interest on a billion dollars in one year, over a year, that's $10 million. Like, that's just, that's just dumb money. Like, that's, what do you do with that when you're a billionaire, Right? When he says the riches of God and the glory of God, when you think about it, a billionaire can run out of money. A billionaire can go bankrupt. A billionaire can give it away, but at some point, if a billionaire doesn't stop, they're going to lose it. What happens here in this phrase is God gives according to his riches. He doesn't give out of his riches because if he gives out of his riches, it implies that at some point he could run into an end. He gives according to his riches Hey, think about this. He never loses it when he gives it because it's all his anyway. And so he comes, he says, look, I, I'm praying right now that God would give out of his glorious riches you several things here. There's three prayer requests as he goes into this. And the first one is that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So here's a mystery, right? It's, it's happening inside of here. It's hard to explain, but it's a prayer request that we would be strengthened with power in our inner spirit, right? By the Holy Spirit so that Christ may dwell in us. And what's confusing in this moment is, is some people, you know, as you look at this, you, um, I know I've often wrestled with this, is does this mean that Christ is dwelling in me or is the Holy Spirit dwelling in me? Who, who's dwelling in me? So technically speaking, if you want to know the technical understanding, it's the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. And he brings, F.F. Bruce, this famous dead uh, theologian guy, he said this, he, he, he articulated it this way, it, it, it's, I think it helps understand it, is technically the Holy Spirit makes the presence and the power and the work of Jesus real to those he indwells. But you can say, Jesus is in me, the Holy Spirit is in me, they're one and the same, but if you want to get technical, it's the Holy Spirit, but right here, God's like, I don't care. It's Jesus, it's the Holy Spirit. The real thing that Christ is, or that the Holy Spirit is wanting to do here, or this request, is that the power, the power, the, the riches of God's glory, and specifically his power would come and strengthen you and your spirit, so that all that Christ is would dwell in us. 
It's a hidden work. It's something that you can't measure. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, Our bodies are wasting away, but our spirit, our inward life is being renewed, strengthened. And so one of the things that God invites us to do is to pray this. Would you come with all your glorious riches and imagine his power and how great it is? Would you come and would you strengthen me in my inner being so that Christ may dwell in me? You know, one of the things we talk about as a church, one of our operating principles, as it were, is that we want to be a church where the manifest presence of God is. Like he's out here on the lawn, he's in our community groups, he's in what we do with our students, he's in what we do with our kids, he's at our homes, he's in our cars, right? He, he's everywhere. That's one of our things that we ought to be having. And, and that's what this, this prayer is, is, Lord, would you do this? Would you so strengthen me with power that Christ would dwell in me? You combine the glory of God and the riches of that, the supremacy of Christ's power, and he's saying, I want this in you. And God's saying, I want you to pray this. It's a setup. It really is a setup. The whole thing's a setup. And he's saying, ask me. Just start saying, do it. Do it, Lord. Do it. Jesus once said, the kingdom of heaven is like a widow who wasn't getting justice from a judge who was unjust. And this widow kept hounding the judge day after day, morning, noon, night, would just keep going to the judge until the judge would give justice. And the judge just finally got wore out. And he finally gave the widow justice. And Jesus says, that's what the kingdom of God is like. Only you're my child and I'm a father and I love you. And, and I'm not like the unjust judge. I want to give it. And he says, and, and, and he invites us in to be this persistent son and daughter. And, and he's saying, just watch, just come. Wear me out, hound me, say, do it. Tomorrow morning, tonight, do it, hound me and see that I won't give it. Wear him out. Have you ever worn him out yet? Wear him out on it. Hound them. Do it. And he says this, his second request is, I pray that you being rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend with all the saints, all the saints, how wide and deep and long and high is the love of Christ. And to know, like to know this love that surpasses knowledge. He starts off with being rooted and grounded or founded is, is the word. So rooted is trees, right? Look around, you got trees, and they're all like great, they're, they're huge trees, right? You got small trees, they're all different. It's just like us, right? The saints. Some have space to grow, some are growing in little things, some are burnt. Lanny burnt a couple trees, lighting a fire back there. He says, the roots are going deep into love, right? This house has a foundation, it's not built on just soil. It went down to the hard-packed clay, right? It's built on a foundation that, or uh, underneath that won't crack and it won't shift. And he's saying, you and I as saints are rooted. We're built up in a foundation or upon ground that is love. 
We only got here because of love. And Paul's prayer is this. I, I want you to know the love of Christ. Just how wide it is. Has anybody seen where the width of God loves, God's love ends? Has anybody gone to the width? Like kids, how wide is your arms? Like stuck out your arms. Like, Is God's love that wide, kids? Or is it wider? It's wider. Now imagine if you and I, if I would come out and I would lay out a list or lay out all the stuff that I have done in my life. All the garbage, all the sin, all the, the things that I'm ashamed of. You think Christ's love is that wide? Now imagine all the saints. All of us lay all our stuff side by side. Either way, is his love that wide? How about all of this world? Seven billion people. Is it that wide? How about all the people that have ever lived? Is it that wide? It goes beyond knowledge, right? Do you know this love? You can come to him and say, do it. I don't even know what that looks like. Show me. He says the length. I want you to know the length. How long have you lived? Kids, how long have you lived? Say, out your, say how old you are. One, two, three. Say how old you are, kids. There you go. We're not going to have the older people say it. Right? How long is God's love? Is it longer than what you've lived? Can you comprehend right now, and some of you may not, some of you may not comprehend this, that God has loved you your whole life. God loved you in your mother's womb. God loved you even before you were born, before Christ came onto this earth, before Israel was formed as a nation, before Adam and Eve. He says, before this world was made, I knew you. I loved you. His love stretches into eternity past, and it stretches out all ahead of us. He's already ahead of us with his love. And some of you this morning don't believe that God loves you, but he loves you. He's loved you all along. Do you understand that? Maybe you could come and just pray that and say, do it, Lord. I don't understand that. Show me. Do you understand the heights of God's love? Jesus once said, even an evil father will love his kids and good gives, good, give good gifts. He is like, that's, that's a low bar for love. How high is, is the love of Christ? This past weekend, well, actually just yesterday, I was at, uh, was at a funeral for a friend uh, of ours, my wife and I, uh, close friends. Um, I flew out to Denver on, on Friday, came back last night, just caught the last flight out. Um, our friend's son, he's 15 years old, and he committed suicide back in March. And uh, they weren't able to have the service because COVID shut down everything three or four days later. And so they just had the service yesterday. Yesterday I saw an expression of love that there, there's times in our lives we won't, we won't forget moments like that. And, and they love their son. 
they love their son. And they love Jesus. And, and I, we were at this, I was at this service and um, they got up and they talked about how much they love their son. And, and it was just a powerful tribute and, and calling people to just to keep their eyes on Christ in the middle of this. And once they got done, they came down and they started to sing this song by Matt Redman called Blessed Be Your Name. And the song talks about blessed be your name when life is good and blessed be your name when life is bad. And they, I, I was just waiting, what's going to happen when they get to that bridge? Because the bridge is the hardest part, right? Because the bridge says this, it says, you give and take away, you give and take away. My heart will choose to say, blessed be your name. And I'm like, are they going to sing it? Are they going to sing that? And they sang it, and they, they sang it with their arms up, praising the Lord and saying, we will bless you. Now that's high. That's high love. That's not low love. That's high love. And Christ, he saw you, and he said, I love you. And I want to lay my life down for you. That's, that's higher love. That's even higher. And God the Father saw you and he saw me and, and your mess and in my mess. And he sees you right now and he sees you online. And he's saying, I loved you before you ever were born. And I loved you and I sent my son for you. I love you. That's even higher. And he died for all of us. How high have you gone? Ask him to take you. You'll soar. You'll soar. You'll never find love like that. And you'll never find the end. You'll never reach the end. You'll never run out. How about the depths of God's love? Anybody know the depths? How deep was your pit? Like how how deep really was that? Did you, have you gone all the way down to the, the depths of that pit and realized, oh, God's, God's already there and gone. He's, he's way past that. Look at the things, the things that we would never say publicly that are part of that pit. You can't imagine God's love would go there. When I was a kid, I was terrified to dig. I didn't dig more than like, I remember in grade school, third grade, fourth grade, I wouldn't dig because I was scared if I dug too deep, I'd strike lava and die. I was serious. Like, so the deepest hole I think I dug as a kid, I was always scared of it. Like even in the garden, I'm like, I would like just do like little tiny and just make sure no lava was seeping out. Took me a while, I'm better now. Um, but here's the thought. Is anyone afraid to dig? To dig really deep and, and go deep? Because you're afraid at some point if you dig, you're going to run out of God's love. Because it's not that deep. 
It can't be that deep. So your roots stay surface and they don't go deep into the, the soil of God's love. You just stay on the surface because you know if you push down deep and you really get serious and try to figure out how far does his love go, can it really deal with all this stuff? You're scared his love won't be there, but it will. We're going to hear a cool story about God's love. Someone here in the past week or two, just found God's love. Christ is inviting you and I this morning to, to pray this. Would you show me your love? Would you show me so this love that is even beyond knowledge? Like we understand love, but there's something about the, the eternal and infinite love of God that is something that we will never reach the end of. And he invites us to pray. Do it. Show me. And I want to challenge you. Keep praying it until you know you've seen something. And maybe pray it for the next month. And maybe pray it for the next months or the end of the year, to the end of the year. Keep praying it. Lord, would you show me? Show me that power. Strengthen my spirit. Show me your love, the height, the width. The, the width, the length, right? The depth. want to know it. So we're going to end with this story of God's love. And some of you, whether you're listening online or, or you're sitting there, you, you, you don't know this love. You're going to hear a new story. And I'm telling you right now, God, God wants you to know his love. He does. And it's real simple. It's, it's, it's really easy. It is just coming to Christ and saying, I want you. I love you. Jesus said in these sins, you want to know what it is? It's just love me. Love me. And in that expression of love, it, he invites us. It, it's this. It's saying, thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for your salvation. I need it. I'm taking it. I'm taking all of it. I want it. Thank you for your forgiveness. I need it. Here's all my stuff. Thank you. So there's a part of it that says, Lord, I need you and that salvation. The other part is, Lord, take my life. It's yours. Two pieces. Taking all that Christ has and accepting that, that salvation, and surrendering all that we have and giving it right back to him and saying, my life is yours. You're going to hear it. And I want to invite Eric. Eric, come on up. Bruce, come on up. We're going to end the service this way, okay? There's not going to be a song. We're going to end the service with this story and a baptism. So if you're newer to our church, uh, baptism is something that Jesus called everyone who, who believes in him, who has said, yeah, I want you to save me, and I want to follow you. I surrender my life to you. Baptism is an identification with Christ, as Christ was crucified and died on the cross and then was buried and then raised to life, the symbolism of baptism is a, someone who starts to follow Christ, goes under the water and says, I have died to my old way of living. I've been buried now with Christ. Like I got in the tomb with Christ, that old life is buried and now I've been raised to a new life. So it's identification, but it's also a declaration to everyone who hears it to say, this is who I am. I'm after Jesus and I want to live for him. 
So, and then when that happens, after they come up out of the water, we, uh, it, it's a riotous good time, right? We yell, we scream, and now we honk our horns. And, and so when he comes out of the water, we, we're cheering, we're yelling, and that's where it is. Let's go with Christ's love after that, all right? How about that? So, Eric, Bruce. Everybody say hi to Bruce. You know him. Everybody say hi to Eric. All right, you got it. Yeah, Scott asked me to just take uh, a minute or less, so I'm going to do that. Uh, what you heard Scott talk about with prayer, when you ask God to reveal his love to you, you get changed. And then you begin to love others. And you just begin to see people. So it was pretty much set up. You're going to hear Matt Pavlik, Matt, wave at everybody over there. We're having coffee together. Eric will talk about that. And God just sent another person to love on. That's really what it's all about. And Colleen, I was just talking about this morning. There is so much love in this church waiting to get out to the world around us. This is one of those people. Eric, welcome him, please. Good morning, everybody. My name is Eric Aberts. And uh, I was just going to wing it, but I, I figured I needed to write it down so I can give my story, my testimony to you guys in a better way to where I don't mess up. I want to give it out. I want to get this to you guys. And God is just great. So um, let me read my, my testimony to you all. I was, uh, I was born in Medina, Ohio. And I lived there until the end of first grade. I got it. Um, then my parents, my brother, and I uh, moved to Lucas, Ohio, a small country town with one traffic light uh, where I was raised until the end of eighth grade. Um, in Lucas, I learned a lot about how to live, how to fish, ride dirt bikes and four-wheelers, learned to love all types of music and how to shoot guns and how to work and earn money. I learned a whole lot that I'm thankful for, and I also met some great friends in Lucas that I still cherish to this day. At the same time, I began acting up in school, uh, smoking marijuana around sixth or seventh grade, and I became hooked on, on weed. Uh, we moved again when I was in eighth grade, and I took those bad habits to Parma, Ohio, where I lived for about six or seven years. It was a major transition in my life, and I, I got to see both sides of the world, from country to city life. And uh, then in 11th grade, I met this girl who, was a, who came from a Christian family. And one day at a football game, she asked, she asked me, have you been saved? I had no idea what that meant at all. And, but after she asked me that, I started learning about God and I started going to church with her sometimes. Um, one Sunday, the pastor talked about Jesus dying for our sins and our need to repent and turn from our sins to be saved. So I thought, oh sweet, this is all I have to do. I can keep sinning and all I have to do is repent every time. Um, <laughs> but little did I know this was not it. Um, even, even I, even though I prayed to be saved, I kept 
smoking marijuana, kept drinking, kept fornicating, kept lying, kept stealing, kept not forgiving people, and more. Nothing in my life had changed. Um, and over the next few years, I started a business doing power washing and window cleaning. Uh, the business went okay, but I was smoking so much weed that I never really had the motivation to get it off the ground like I needed to. Um, then I moved out here to Wadsworth with my mom about two years ago, uh, still smoking a lot of pot and not really going anywhere with my life. And the reason I keep mentioning pot is because that's like the main thing I just could not give up at all. Um, but, but then just a few weeks ago here in Wadsworth, I met this guy, Matt Pavlik and Bruce Farley at Starbucks um, while I was sitting in my truck waiting for a coffee at the drive-thru. Uh, somehow, we started talking about our lives and what I do for a living, and I started talking about my addictions. Then Bruce asked me if I was familiar with Jesus Christ. I said, absolutely. The day before this happened, my mom and I were talking about God, and she encouraged me to get involved with the church, and I said, nah, I'm, I'm not ready for all that. Uh, the very next day, while we were talking at Starbucks, me and Bruce and Matt, um, they invited me to this church. Uh, that was just one of the signs that God was using to get my attention. Um, I knew that God sent Bruce and Matt into my life because before that, I was praying for a change, and I knew that I should live in God's will, but never did. At the same time, I was praying for God to show me that he was real. After coming here to Freshwater a couple times, I knew it was time to truly and fully, with all of my heart, repent and turn from my sin and fully trust in Jesus Christ. Just a few weeks ago, I repented. I put my trust in Jesus and I gave up everything. I stopped smoking pot. I stopped reading the New Testament. I started reading the New Testament and that Bruce gave me. Sorry about that. Uh, I started reading the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. And when I was reading it, it took me about three days to read it. Um, when I was reading it after turning from sin and repenting, I was actually believing it with all of my heart that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, actually was sent by God to die for our sins, for us to have a way to be saved. As I was getting near the end of Matthew, I heard birds outside of my window chirping. And this is another sign that God, God's just showing me. I know, I knew it was. Um, I heard these birds chirping outside my window as I was reading Matthew, um, and I stopped reading. I opened my blinds, and I looked out, and there was a bunch of birds of the same species outside my window, and I, I was just like, wow. And then they flew away. I went and started reading the rest of Matthew and left my window open. Um, as I was coming to the end of the book, believing Jesus' story for the first time with all of my heart, I heard the birds come flying back one by one. Um, I didn't want to look out until I finished the first book of the New Testament, Matthew. And uh, when I got to Jesus' words, and I quote, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That was like the last words in the, in the, last, in the book of in the New Testament, Matthew. Um, and I looked out there, 
again, and it was all those same birds, but there was also a blue jay and a cardinal, all chirping at me right there outside my window. And I know that God sent those birds to show me that he is with me. And I believe I was filled right there with the Holy Spirit, right there and then, and that my name was written in the book of life. <laughs> ever since then, <laughs> um, ever since then, I have been filled with such joy, peace, happiness, and clarity. God is so good, and he tracked me down in my life. Some of you may not understand this, but he left the 99 righteous to find me, the lost one. I'm now, <laughs> I'm now in a group with some other new believers learning together to grow in God, and I'm getting ready to be a part of Alpha, and I invite my friends to come and discover Christ with me. It's online, Tuesdays, 7 p.m. Tell them right now. You can just say it right now. You look at him and say, I'm watching you. Right? I'm watching you. Yeah, I'm watching you all right now. All right. <laughs> and now, today, I get baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I'm just so thankful for this opportunity. Thank you, God, so much. And thank you, everyone who cares about me and that has prayed for me. Thank you, everyone. Amen. <laughs> so head on over there, bro. Head on over there. So one of the things they're going to do is uh, Bruce and Matt, who've been a part of this journey, are just going to pray for Eric right now. And uh, if you don't know Matt, he's the leader of Young Life here in town. And uh, at Freshwater, we're big fans of the kingdom of God. And Young Life is a ministry that reaches uh, students. And so it's a great ministry. But they're just going to pray. I just invite you to join them. Just pray for Eric right now. And, uh, and then we'll watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah! Oh, I need a 